That post reminded me of Harriet. Because it, it, I mean, with the talk of the new Harriet movie coming, which is something that I'm so excited for. I'm so happy to see this because I know we're saying like, oh, we're tired of all those slave movies. But out of the tr- millions of slave movies that I'm have wait, been told, don't talk about the Harriet movie yet. I'm s- no, I'm saying, but I'm out scared. of the millions me. of movies that were told, it has yet to be a story about Harriet, and she's iconic. And that's the thing that scares me because this is gonna. I hope it does Harriet justice, and that and that's what I say. I hope it does Harriet justice. I hope. That because, because um, it's someone black behind this film, correct? I, I know, I know, okay. I know. It just, even from the trailer, though, it was still giving me, like, it's like, I know that we're tired of the 12 years of, of, of 12, what was it, 12 years? 12 years of slave. 12 years of slave. But that movie gave, like, a good amount of, like, detail and storytelling and, you know, mm-hmm. it had all those good elements to make it like that great. It drove it home. Right. It drove the story home. And I just, how attached. And even what I was going to say, when you, you were talking be a about. Bit exactly. Exactly. You were so attached to Harriet. Like exactly. That, is the that you caught on the most. So I, I hope it does justice for people who are attached to history exactly. as much as and, you. Well, even though I know it's going to be good because, you know, it's going to open it up. I want hopefully. it to be real. I want it to, I want it to like, be real. Like, I want to see Not brutal, but real. When I say if I could go back in time just once, I just want to be there at that moment where Harriet told that nigga when he was trying to turn around. Dead niggas tell no tales. You go on or you die. With her pistol in her goddamn hand. That's what I want to see. I have to see that moment. Because it took a lot for Harriet to get. And that's what I was going to say earlier. When you were saying, talking about being able to walk in the room. Because you've put your storylines. Not because you put your storyline together. But because you put your, you've accepted your life. The good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And you're. You've made it into something better overall. Yeah. When I think about all the different things Harriet had to go to before, go through before she could even get to that moment to the first escape. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just the thought of like working up that type of confidence that nobody around you has to do something that nobody, I think in this generation that we live in, like, we're so used to people just doing stuff. Like, oh yeah, oh you or you're an entrepreneur, or you're this, or you're that, or you're this. But to be that first one, mm. not the first person to escape, but to be the first one to escape and go back, cause it wasn't sitting well with you, that's a different type of person. And I feel like the people that understands what that really means are the kind of people that are going to change the world mm. and not just be another person that another person that sells here not another person that just that just is and it's just the thing another thing about her life just goes to show because even after the slavery she had some fucked up shit happen and you could have some fucked up ass shit happen to you but and it's all about how it comes together in the end. But I also feel like in order for you to not dwell on the little, well, I'm not saying that what you go through is small, but in the great scheme of things, it, it is really small because it's a lot going on at play. But in order to not let the roadblocks and the stumbles and in her situation, slavery itself, you know, like break down your heart and break down what you truly feel like you deserve. Mm-hmm. You have to be connected to something higher. And the thing is, everybody in life has a storyline. Absolutely. And she this, she didn't have to do the things that she did, but she, like JC be saying, I did it so you didn't have to. But like, and she was called to that and she answered it. And she, she, picked and she up, did she a picked lot of shit home. for a lot of people. People that she that they ain't never gonna see, and ain't never gonna see her, and she's still doing them today. I believe it, damn it. 
I believe it. I'm, I was not <laughs> lying. I called on Harriet before. I called on Harriet. I remember I was taking Ooh. an exam. I called on Harriet. <coughs> Excuse me. I called on Harriet. And I will continue to call on Harriet. I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the place where I'm okay with doing what works for me. Even if it don't make sense to the rest of the world. So a lot of people are like, you calling on the ancestors? Uh, yeah, I'm calling on somebody. Because I don't know, at this point, I know the ancestors have been here before. I don't know about... Woo! I don't know about bitch, anybody finna, else. Bitch, shake the table. I was going to knock this table over. I can't. Because that's another reason why I'm so attached to her. Because like I know Harriet walked this earth. Now, I know the Bible got some good stories in it, but Harriet's footprints were here and people saw them. And she did stuff for people that, that's how innovative I want to be. I want to do stuff for people I'm never going to see. Because it's not just about me. Right. It's not just, Harriet could have let, Harriet was gone. And it's like whenever people be like, you know what? That's what's wrong with people. They always minding other people's business, and they always trying to protect everyone. And they want to be the they want to be the martyr for the rest of the community. And this, that, and third. And I always go back to Harriet because mm. Harriet is the perfect example. Because if Harriet wouldn't have took her ass back, mm. we wouldn't be where we are right now. Hello. Maybe we would have got here differently. But to be in this place, that puzzle had to fit with another puzzle. And Harriet was a big-ass puzzle. Mm. We needed that puzzle piece. And I'm grateful for that puzzle piece. I'm grateful for her ambition because I'm pretty sure she sparked her her journey sparked someone after her and that sparked someone after her and that sparked someone after her and that's why we're able to do the things that we are able to do today. That is why black people are able to get Oscars if they get any at all. And you know what's that conversation where we were talking about life after death, I think that's how somebody like, I can still feel somebody like Harriet's energy because she has affected and set something in place for so many generations after her. And I think that's how you make your energy still felt after you're gone. And that's the type of legacy that I wish to have. Because let me tell you something. It was speaking of Harriet's story and calling on Harriet. And, and we've talked about this before in a lost episode. But speaking of it. There were so many moments in Harriet's life where when I where she was able to either get whatever it was that she needed so she can get to where she needed to go or where she got out of a situation where Fine- it looked like it was nothing left. Harriet was the ultimate finesser. And even and that's the thing, even in okay, because there were some like, for example, one story that I love. White man came looking for her. Who's seen Harriet? Y'all seen Harriet Tubman? Harriet Tubman sat her ass down, opened up a book. That white man came up to her and said, You seen Harriet Tubman? I know this nigga bitch ain't Harriet Tubman because she read. Harriet Tubman don't know how to read. And he said, No, I ain't seen Harriet. That's none of my business. And then it was other times, like times like that, where she would just, the simplest shit. But it just, it takes a certain level of intelligence. To know. To know when what to, to do. Because all about the timing and all of that. I wonder what, when was Harriet's birthday? But then there was other times wish. where, where even Harriet, was, people would interview her, where she would say that there were times where she didn't even know what to do. Where all she could do was just be still and be quiet. Have, be peace and be still. And let me tell you something. There was a moment when I'm telling I had to call on Harriet this past weekend. I was calling on somebody for you too, because I was like, no. I was in a place where I couldn't do nothing but be still. But I feel like people who are searching for a deep connection in this world, and I'm not talking about like deep connection where are you trying to get into heaven or you just trying to get a connection to get somewhere else, but just actually truly trying to connect yourself with something that's actually of great high frequency and high energy in this world, and you are trying to align yourself with something that you cannot see but you can only feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. those type of people experience life differently. 
Mm. And because you experience life differently, there are times in your life where you have no choice and all you can do is be still. But mm. in your stillness, you are connected with something that somebody or some power, some energy that is moving mountains for you and you have to do nothing. But just be there and reap the benefits. And that's something I'm okay with aligning myself. I'm okay with looking crazy for those type of moments. Because yes. I felt those moments when I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then when you explain to somebody, you know, when somebody asks you, you know, well, how you been getting by? By the grace. <laughs> by the grace. Because I don't know. And you don't actually know what's actually happening. All you know is I came out on the other side. Without a scratch. Mm. So, um, I'm excited to see the Harriet movie. We're going to see it together. Mm. I want to go immediately. I really want to go at 12 o'clock. I want to see it immediately. Because I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to be a film that no one's going to go watch. I don't know what everyone else is going to do. If you are going to watch it, I commend you to watch it. I think everyone should go see it. It's Harriet Tubman. Like, I want to show you something because. <coughs> and shout out to Lena. Shout out to Lena. Yes, absolutely. Because she's been bringing. <clears throat> um, I just want to show you a clip that don't judge me. When I saw it, let me tell you something. Because I always want to give a shout out. You know, I love all levels of black people. Absolutely, absolutely. From the bottom to the top, skin color, income, all of that. Love them all. So in this, I want to make sure that I wish that these people in this clip that I'm about to show you are okay. My prayers go out to them for their bravery, for their almost making it. Because some of us make it. Woo! These people didn't, but I still want to give a shout out to them anyways. There's different ways that we can connect with the ancestors. Roll clip. Sometimes we be connected with them ancestors that we don't need to be connected with. <laughs> the wrong energy. Be looking for the right energy. Let me roll this clip. You probably have you seen this? No, I have not. All the right. caption alone got me lost. They were running from the law and got tired. I can't laugh my ass off. Go, 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 go. Me too. Turn. You can't take my Turn. Ooh, shit. This fuck gonna be fucked up. Oh, yeah. So this is a high speed chase. Who wants to go goddamn now? Turn. Online? Turn. Online? Turn. The comments, man. Turn. We just run. Here comes some more. Turn. Some more police? Do you be calling on ancestors? 
when you really like are in a situation where you had no like you just not where you're I mean not where you're innocent I'm not gonna say innocent but when you just are in an unfortunate event or do you call the ancestors when you know damn well you done did some shit you ain't had no business doing and now it's getting down to the wire and now you calling on the ancestors are you playing with the ancestors here's the thing here's the thing cause I ain't playing with them Cause I don't play when I. I do it when it's an unfortunate event. That's what I be saying. What I was trying to get across in the last episode. It's like, like it's like when I'm in a situation where I really need a higher power. It's not even like I'm calling on them. It's like, it's like a. I do it when it's like. When my soul is telling me that's what that's this is the time. It's like right. It's like, it's like you just know when it's the time. And then the thing too, when I call on them, I'm not doing no bullshit in the same. I'm like uh uh-uh. uh okay now look now I didn't gave up now. Look I lift my hands. I'm to lift hands off the wheel. Jesus, <laughs> take the wheel. Look that's why you can't because if you they still had their hands on the wheel, uh, but also. Okay, something that really I, that I thought was cool when I was a little kid was like, and you know, like in the Catholic religion, they have like a thousand different saints. You know, you can call on Saint Maria if you have a stomach ache. Mm. You can call on Saint Peter if your knees aching or if your car the wheels fall off. You can call on Saint Bethesda if your cow ain't working right. You know, and, it, and so I feel like. Maybe they needed to call on an ancestor that was, you know, a little more doing something else. Maybe they needed to call on an ancestor that was a bank robber and got away with it. Maybe you they know? needed to get off live. Well, exactly. That too. You can't be on live with the ancestors. <laughs> but then I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just, that's why I just say, Lord bless them, the children's. Ain't no telling what they, ain't no telling. Put them in an after-school program, Lord. Because the girl, at least, (laughs) you can tell she has a personality. I'm coming, sir. (laughs) But to be saying, like, I'm going to jail and I don't give a fuck. She was tired. She tried. She tried. (laughs) I feel like if that was your moment, once you feel like that you was tired and you couldn't go no longer... That was when you took your hands off the wheel and you called on the ancestors. You don't put out the energy that you don't give a fuck to go to jail because you was definitely going to jail at that point. You don't give a fuck. That's true. That's they- I would never be in the back of I would never be doing something crazy. Somebody like, you better stop going to jail. I don't give a fuck. No, 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 no. I definitely give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I might be acting irrational in this moment, but when this moment clears and the dust settles, I do not want to be in orange. But there's also truth they say too. What you want. What that's you what say, you, you know, your words are very powerful. She said she was going to jail about 30 times that video, you know. And I gotta look her up. You know, I might have to put something on the books. I'm gonna put a word of wisdom on the books. I, d- I mean, but that's a, they're young. Absolutely. They're young. I, I think I'm always, always just thinking the universe that when I was young, I didn't do something so permanently damaging mm-hmm. to myself that I couldn't come back from. Right. Because growing up where I grew up, like, everybody has a case. Like, all my Mm. friends, I don't, I have probably, like, one or two friends that don't have a case. Mm. And I feel like they understand the importance Mm. of not acting off emotion. Because acting off of emotion could definitely have you with the slightest thing on your record. So mm-hmm. I'm happy at this day and age. I mean, I can't, I couldn't always say this, but I was able to clear my record. I was able to clean it up and now I'm in a better situation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I definitely get that. Being young, if somebody would have told me if, if myself was talking to my younger self, the older me would have got slapped. <laughs> well, So it's just like, I mean, it's all about growth, growth. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not judging her at all. I, I, I cannot judge anyone when I've had my own transgressions. <laughs> but what I do hope is she's not in jail. And if she is in jail, I hope that it's a juvenile detention. And I hope she's coming out with a clear mind. Right. Right. I just... 
What'd you think when you saw that video? I'd have hired her. Huh? I'd have hired her for something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sis, you, you need a job. You need yeah. <laughs> she just needed a good job. You need something to sit you down. You need activity. It's something. Something. It's, it's, it's sad because it's a lot of times where, like... I think when it comes to African-American people, and I can't be biased because I am African-American... Mm-hmm. I cut them a little slack. And I feel like a lot of society cuts people, you know, some people cut African-Americans some slack because I be feeling like whatever you're doing, there's so many things that could be at play for the reasons why you are in this bad predicament. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't have, maybe both of your parents work. Maybe you're at home alone all the time. Maybe you're bored. Maybe you're lashing out. Maybe you're being rebellious because it's the type of environment that you live in or, you know. So I always feel like there's an opportunity to dig deeper into someone of color's background and see why mm-hmm. they may be acting the way they're acting. But there's a reason. And then it's so you you know there's a huge because it's like I said, like what if those kids had a good after school program to go to? It looked like exactly. they was out, you know, joy riding, probably doing some shit, you know, man, no business doing, you know. And then they just boredom, shit got out of hand. Yeah, out of pure boredom and then not having the type of curriculum and activities mm-hmm. in the, that part of where they live that would suffice to keep them actually entertained. Right. You know where and I, then that's like I, what I was saying. I was like, I don't what if she had a good, you know, nice, cute little job, you know? Maybe even if it was a little part-time something, maybe a little host or something. Somewhere where hobby, she could... A hobby that she was actually interested in, that yes. people was interested in seeing her do, you know? You never know. We need know. more jobs for people that are... We need more shit going on in communities that don't have a lot of money. And here's the thing. Corporate America has so much control over because like who is employing the most people all these big companies Walmart McDonald's but even if it's not like <coughs> a work program like maybe something getting them okay if they're underage where they can't work getting them ready for the working world teaching them financial literacy but no no I want more places where we don't have to be corporate. Where, yeah, we can, you know, clean it up a little bit. But places where we can really, you know, if we want to come to work and, you know, have fun and interact with our customers and, you know, girl, what's going on? Not a, hi, ma'am, how are you doing? Thank you for coming in. You know, what are we talking about? Hey, girl, what's going on? Getting them actually structured because structure is key. Mm -hmm. Discipline is key. I'm not saying that you have to be, hi, ma'am, would you, um, would you care for a glass of sparkling water? Mm. But definitely letting them know that, you know, being sophisticated, speaking with intelligence, that's an option mm-hmm. for you. If that's something that you want, you know what I mean? You, I mean, it's nothing better than being well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can turn up. I can turn So where we left off was this one. But I can also... You know, I can also make sure that when I'm in certain environments or when I'm trying to get, gain more for myself, I can go in there, I can articulate, I can speak with confidence. I, You know, public speaking for kids is a big thing. Kids don't have public speaking. They, they, you know, and a lot of times when kids do come off aggressive or they come off like, you know, you know ghetto or using their own type of slang, it's because they don't know how to articulate what they're trying to say in a confident manner in that type of speech. So I just, I feel like it's, it's definitely room to put certain type of programs in certain type of communities to help out with a lot of stuff. And I got this from Twitter, so don't quote me. This could be inaccurate. And if it is inaccurate, let me know. I'm all down to being educated. But it was saying that a lot of candidates, well, some candidates are proposing that minimum wage will be $15 by 2025. By 2025... $15. That's not... We're going to need to raise again. We needed $15. Now. We needed, yesterday. We needed $15 last year. In 2025. 
You giving people fifteen dollars? <laughs> I'm looking for fifteen dollars with no experience. Wow. It's ridiculous. It's it's truly ridiculous the world that we live in. And the fact that this is in America, and America is one of the best places to live in the world. So going back to jobs and economics and just just again another reminder of why we need to shake up this system of our country. Shaking the table. I want to share this amazing video clip of this congresswoman. This is Congresswoman, I believe Katie Porter, California Democratic Congresswoman. Katie Porter, and she is getting into it with a JP, with the JP Morgan Chase, CEO, billionaire. Mr. Diamond, you know how to spend $31 million a year in salary, and you can't figure out how to make up a $567 a month shortfall. This is a budget problem you cannot solve. Katie Porter asked the bank billionaire why he can't pay a living wage. I know you're good at numbers, and you've shared lots of opinions recently about how the U.S. should budget its resources, how families should budget their resources, and so I'd like to ask for your help on a problem. I went to Monster.com, and I found a job in my hometown of Irvine at J.P. Morgan Chase. It pays $16.50 an hour, Um, and so I wondered if I could, um, if you'd indulge me, um, would you do the math on this, and you do the $16.50 out at 40 hours a week for 52 weeks a year, it comes out to an income of $35,070. Now, this bank teller, her name is Patricia. She has one child who's six years old. She claims the one dependent after tax. She has $29,100. We divide that by 12. She rents a one-bedroom apartment. She and her daughter sleep together in the same room. In Irvine, California, that average one-bedroom apartment is going to be $1,600. She spends $100 on utilities. Take away the $1,700, and she has net $725. She's like me. She drives a 2008 minivan and has gas. $400 for car expenses and gas. Net $325. The Department of Agriculture says a low-cost food budget, that is ramen noodles, a low food budget is $400. That leaves her $77 in the red. She has a Cricut cell phone, the cheapest cell phone she can get for $40. She's in the red $117 a month. She has after-school childcare because the bank is open during normal business hours. That's $450 a month. That takes her down to negative $567 per month. My question for you, Mr. Diamond, is how should she manage this budget shortfall while she's working full-time at your bank? don't know. I have to think about that. Would you recommend that she take out a J.P. Morgan Chase credit card and run a deficit? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Would you recommend that she overdraft at your bank and be charged overdraft fees? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. So, I know you have a lot I'd of... I'd love to call up and have a conversation about her financial affairs and if we could be helpful. See if you can find a way for her to live on less than the minimum that I've described. Just be helpful. Well, I appreciate your desire to be helpful, but what I'd like you to do is provide a way for families to make ends meet so the little kids who are six years old living in a one-bedroom apartment with their mother aren't going hungry at night because they're $567 short from feeding themselves, clothing them. We allow no money for clothing. We allow no money for school lunches. We allow no money for field trips, no money for medical, no money for prescription drugs, nothing. And she's short $567. Women are the future. Mr. Diamond, you know how to spend $31 million a year in salary, and you can't figure out how to make up a $567 a month shortfall. This is a budget problem you cannot solve. This is why we need a change in the goddamn government. And for JP Morgan, I will not bash them because they won't sue me for slander. But I do have them. I will bash them. Because if they charge me one more motherfucking fee. And I do have For them. some shit that I told them to cut off. But let's talk about them drugs that we found at the pier. What? Them, what? Them, that cocaine. Wait, all, what are you talking about? How does this show always end up with crack on it? You didn't hear about that? What does this have to do with How Chase? The, the J.P. Morgan Chase ship came in with like millions of dollars of cocaine on it. I didn't hear about it. And we, I heard about it once and I didn't hear about it since. Mm. 
But you know what they say. Well, you're a billionaire and your mm-hmm. company has trillions of dollars a year, even though you can't make up a $567 deficit. <laughs> Shout out to the people who be out here working for real. Cause Shout out to the hardworking people that's out here working and they sad. still can't get ahead. Mm, sad. Shout out to y'all. Mm, mm, mm. Then we all gonna ball. All right. <laughs> and this is Outside the Culture. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so today's episode is going to be about <sighs> catching up, catching out, and catching in. So we'll be talking about, you know, what's been going on with us during the, you know, since the eclipse and the Mercury retrograde. And now we have a new aspect that's coming into play. So we'll be discussing how we are, what's going on with us and, you know, how we're dealing with so much change at once. Mm. Trez volunteered to go first. So he's going to talk to you I guys sure about it, but some. I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say... I don't know. I feel like I'm so happy that I got to talk about Harriet Tubman. You know what I want to talk about, actually? It's so weird. I'm just amazed at my journey that I've had with religion. Hmm. So, what's the journey been? And the other day I came to the realization that the image, or like the, not the image, but like the... How did you say image? The image of like a strong, it's like a strong black woman Mm -hmm. is very prominent in my life, but not just any strong black woman. It's always like a strong black woman that has like a little bit of like darkness and like a little bit of like a mystical like side where they're connected with the universe. Very much Harriet Tubman. But then also I was thinking, wow, my great grandmother who passed, rest in peace, my freshman year of college, which was a very transitional time in my life. Um, I don't know, I've just felt like that's a very prominent thing. Hmm. I had a moment in my youth where I practiced witchcraft. Wow. I did. And I think it actually had something to do with that movie, The Craft. (laughs) Because, of course, like, okay, like, growing up as a kid. Or did you want to go first? Because now I just feel like I'm rambling. No, you're fine. Okay. So, growing up, you watched the movie. (laughs) But you know what? Like. uh, It was a little more than The Craft, though. I was going to say, in my past, like. I thought it was, I like witch, I watch a lot of witch films. Okay! I'm connected. I like, but it was I something I about. Love, I watch a lot of vampires, cause you know, mm. vampires usually align with witches, mm. um, and then werewolves usually align with witches. So I watch a lot of those mm-hmm. um, shows. I watch, Growing up, I watched Vampire Diaries, till I was blue in the face. I watched mm. the originals. Um, I've always had that secret, like, and not so much of the witch with the big nose and mm-hmm. the little whatever it is she has on there, and then the, you know, long, and I was a witcher a lot of times for Halloween too, but not so much of that when I got older. It was more so of the spells and the ritual yeah. and the potions. Yeah, and I mean, it just always intrigued me. And to some point, I felt like there was an underlining alignment mm-hmm. with African American women and witchcraft. Wow, and I, I mean, I, I mean that in the most you know respectful That's way. I don't know if they look at that re- weird, but well, I should have read that article. Before when I, I came whenever there. I see witches, I often see black witches, and I always be like, yeah, I, I feel like there's a spell book somewhere. I just gotta go ahead and find it. Well, oh, the next episode I might talk about that because I found this really great article. One. I found a great article about how mermaids were black. The mermaids of the legends were black for all those people that are so upset. Honestly, though, I'm starting to realize that everybody was black. A lot of things were fucking black. Everybody was black. Well, okay. So when I was young, I think I told you about this, about the crayons. (laughs) 
Remember the crayons I said I stole some crayons. Or actually, oh, I stole more than a few. Yeah, oh, I like this one. I like the white. It's very pure. You were um, you were enhancing your collection over time. I use. I'll call it this. In the words of T.S. Madison, I was a gatherer. I was very much a gatherer, and so I used to gather things that I felt like no one else really valued. Exactly. And a lot of times the things that I was taking, I wasn't like purposely taking things because like, oh, I know this is worth a lot of money or, oh, this is such and such. I was taking things because I was like, they're not using this correctly. There could be some better usage to this. Sounds like Not using it to their true potential. Me and elementary with jail And so once at the library, not going to say when or where, (laughs) once at the library, I found this book you know that those books, um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Isn't it a movie coming? Out yes, like I saw that preview. I never heard of the books, but I you never read saw. the books. No, damn, I watched, but I it was a book Goosebumps. series. Okay, well, it was like uh, the guy that wrote that book series. He wrote another book. It was like a nonfiction book, and it was called like superstitions and something. And so all it was it was like a collection of like all these different like superstitions from different cultures and things, and it was so interesting. And like I remember, I found it, and it was like this just this old tattered book in the library nobody ever checked it out and so I remember I checked it out one day this shit never came back (laughs) and by checked it out I don't mean it was scanned under my name (laughs) I gathered it I had to gather it up and so and it wasn't even I'm not gonna go into how I gathered it anyways that's neither here nor there but the thing was it's not like it wasn't under protection well, it set off like this whole like because I was young. I was in like maybe like the third or fourth grade when I found this book. And so like in like some of the book I mean some of the superstitions in the book were like things that were kind of connected to like different religions. So some of it was like had a little Christianity base. Mm-hmm. And so it was so interesting, like, you know, because I mean not that I went to church a lot as a kid. Me and my mom, we didn't, you know, we went here and there. You know, went when I stayed with my grandma. We wasn't we didn't play, you know. Anyways. And so like, but I knew, you know, I knew the stories, you know, from going with my grandma and, you know, being out in the country and all that. And she was very Wait, much you knew the scriptures or the stories? The stories. I know the Bible stories. Now, I don't know. I can't, you know, quote a lot of scriptures. There's some that I can't quote. Oh, God. But there's not a lot. I know, I do know a lot of stories because those were the things that really, like, resonated. Yes, the stories, because they're so powerful. Oh, and I'm going to tell you about this time I met a female preacher, too, that changed my life. This is going to be, this is all in line. I'm sorry, this is a religion moment right here because it connects with Harriet. And it's going to come back to this day. So anyways, this book set off a whole thing because I was like, it just, it felt like it was like a back door to Christianity. Like a bunch of people like was throwing shit back there that they didn't want people to know about Christianity. But that book, it just like it unleashed it. And so then I just, from there, it just set off a whole thing. I started, I liked movies about like different witches and the. When that movie, um, um, come on, you know what I'm, the movie, the girl went to Louisiana and they voodooed the bitch out of her body. But it wasn't voodoo, it was hoodoo. Come on, but what is it? No, voodoo, it was hoodoo. Yes, what was that? Why can't I think? Skeleton Key. I saw that. The skeleton, when I saw the skeleton key. Well, that's a throw beasy. Well, that's you I went on Amazon. I was looking for all the books, Wikipedia, all the information I could find on hoodoo. Because I was like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me these, these black people that have been alive all these years by tricking these white folks? Now, you knew that caught my attention. I remember that movie. It was shit like that that used to just make me go like, what is it? So, when I lived in Alabama, I ended up finding this book on Amazon. It was called The Green Witch's Grimoire. And it was an actual, like, book for, like, the Wiccan religion, which is, like, an actual, you know, quote-unquote religion where they practice, like, what would be considered witchcraft. Like a cult. 
kind of. But the thing that was so interesting about the book, and again, something that resonated with me, was it, because, you know, of course, you know, we watch shit through movies and, Mm -hmm. you know. Reading that book and reading those books on hoodoo, everything was based on connecting with the earth and connecting with how you're feeling. And a lot of the stuff was not to cause harm. It was to protect you from bad energies, how to get bad energies mm-hmm. out of your house. And then, and then the book, I wrote, the, the Green Witch's Grimoire, it had like spells in there, spells you could do for like cleansing, protection, fertility, different things. And like, mind you, none of the shit was like, you go into the forest at night and cut a lamb up and burn the insides and scream a name three times. You know, it wasn't none of that type of shit. But see, I feel like there's a line because like some people look at witchcraft like in that sense. And then what my sense, what I really got from it was more so like the saging, like protecting your energy, protecting your And that's what a lot of it is about though. And a lot of medicinal purposes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, curing people and things of that nature. And that's kind of what I was connected to because I felt like it's a lot of herbs on this earth. It's so, it it has to be a way, and it it is herbs that can cure you where you don't have to go to the hospital. Cause I'm like, there's no way that black people done stayed alive all these years and there ain't no type of rituals. These herbs and, and, and shit that been passed along for a reason. Right. So I'm just like, it's the reason why black and crack. Right. There's something in the water. And it's very interesting because, you know, I like nature and like, and so it was nice because it was like these, I kind of, and I picked up, you know, some different things that I kind of still carry today. And I feel like later in life, I'll probably read back into some of those things and pick up some new information mm-hmm. that I didn't gather when I was younger. But a lot of it was very much, it was like a way to connect deeper with nature because it's, it, it, it helps you pay attention to like the seasons because you do different things in different seasons. You pay attention to the cycle of the moon because it's, you know, different. You're, as you If you time things to the cycle of the moon, you have a way to, you know, kind of check in on things in your right. life, you know. And so it's just, I don't know. It was just very, I don't know. Talking about hugging the earth and hugging trees and shit. It just, I don't know. It was very interesting. It felt good. Witches are really connected with their ancestors. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's what I like because it felt like the witches that I saw, even when they were alone, they were still connected. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, some people, some people call it spirit. Some people call it ghosts. Mm. And I feel like it's like a tomato tomato thing and what you believe and what your perspective is, it determines the narrative that goes with which how you feel about witchcraft. Mm. Because if you looking at Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix and you thinking that's what witches are, that's nothing but demonic. <laughs> so if I tell you that, you know, I believe in witches, you're gonna think I'm demonic. Yeah. And that's not the case. And then you have the other stories. And you know what? I hate to be the one to say it. I hate to say it, but usually when I see those demonic witches, that's usually giving very much Caucasian witchcraft. That'd be giving the Salem witch trials. But, okay, so this is the one of the books that I had. Okay. That's the one you stole. You no, no, no. Her. This isn't the one I stole. Oh, this is one I actually purchased after I got a little older and I was, like, looking into things. I purchased this book when I was... Maybe in sixth or seventh grade. Okay. And who's the author? Ann Mora. Ann Mora. Okay. And so, of course, now this book was centered towards, you know, the Wiccan religion, which mm-hmm. is probably mostly white practitioners, but I feel like it has elements of things that are practiced in all earth-based religions. Like, you know, I feel like it's just like, you know, with Buddhism, Christianity, same thing, different colors, you know. Right. All trying to get to some peace and harmony. And so, let me tell you something. My mom didn't understand. (laughs) Not that she was very much like, you gotta get this out of the house. She was just like, like, what is this? Like, so, what's going on? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Your parents love to hit you with that. Is everything yes. okay? Yes. Like, and then you be okay? reevaluating yourself, bro. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> so what I was, 
<laughs> it's so funny though. I don't know because it's like I feel like I, my mom had a lot of those moments with me, mm-hmm. and I feel like growing up as an only child, like I have siblings on my father's side, but growing up and having a lot of space, you know, time to be alone kind of mm-hmm. like gave me the option to kind of like explore into mm-hmm. stuff. Because I remember my mom. I came to my mom at like a really young age and I was like eight or nine. I was like, when I grow up, I want to be an assassin. Because mm. I would always I watch. I used to want to be a um, detective prophet. Huh? I wanted to be part of the CIA. Me too. That's what I'm talking about. And I realized that yeah, I would have to kill my whole family. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I like women with I like strong women mm-hmm. leads. And oftentimes when I was growing up, those strong women leads were mm. They were either into some type of action, some violence was kicking some ass, shooting somebody, and those were the type of women that I felt like were powerful. Mm. Like Angelina Jolie. I love Angelina Jolie as an actor. Right. Well, actress, excuse me. But she played in stuff like Saw, and she played in stuff like Wanted, and she played in stuff like Tomb Raider, and she played in stuff like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So it's just like... You know, what you see, you know, your perspective. It's all about perspective. Because I, I thought, like, I had to be an assassin to be a strong black woman. Yeah. Because that's the type of woman, type of roles that women play. Wow. So do you feel like... I feel like the same way I have an image, or maybe not even an image, I just have, like, this guiding spirit that maybe my guardian angel like I said is just is 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 a strong mysterious black woman I think my guardian angel is I feel a like, collection wait can I say what I think yours is okay I mean, yeah, let me say if if um, if if your guardian angel is to walk into the room right now and sit down in that chair First of all, we'll probably all drop dead. But second of all, I feel like right it would be. Right here, with my guy, you ain't dropping dead nothing. <laughs> no, we're going to drop dead and come back. Oh, you, oh yeah, because you got to. You know, you got to be like. You got to yeah. wake out. You got yeah, to go into that. Yes. Fire. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm back. Ow. I get it. And so, um, I feel like it would be a black woman, a strong black. Again, a strong black woman. I feel like both of us would be strong black women. But yours. <laughs> Yours would be one that had a little more. I feel like yours would have been a killer. Like one of them. I'm not not like a Harriet Tubman killer. I'm talking about like a. Nah, she was out on the road on her own. I'm talking about an old town road. She was riding horses. Is you what you say? Crack up. That's what you think I'm giving. That's what your spirit is giving me. It's funny that you say that because I used to watch. Um, I watch. I was. I was in love with this movie growing up, and I. My grandma. Had, my grandma had all these uh, DVDs, and like she would get these bootleg movies and movies that I'd never ever seen before. And Ooh, shout out to my grandma. She used to do that shit too. I'm flat out. Well, how many? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so my grandma was definitely them. She had a lot of uh, tapes, a lot of VHSs. She had a lot of movies. We watched a lot of movies when I was growing up. And I think that's why I'm so connected to movies. But I say that to say this. It was this movie called Gang of Roses. Mm. And I don't know. A lot of people, when I tell them about this movie, they never heard of mm-hmm. it before. And it was a really good movie. You told me about that before. And it was uh, with Lisa Ray. And it was the lady from um, the African American. It was Little Kim in there, too. It was Lisa Ray. It was Stacey Dash. It was a Chinese um, or Oriental woman. I don't know if she was Chinese, but it was an Oriental woman. And it was that woman that plays in The Best Man as the cheater. The one who cheated with... Have you seen The Best mm-hmm. Man? She, she cheated with Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. So her. The one who was, uh, got cancer in the second one. Why is it whatever you cheat in the movie, something bad ha- Well, I guess this house supposed to. I don't know. Karma. That's what they got. It always be so extreme. not ever do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and it was a really good movie, and it was based in um, like the old times, and um, it was like these women that rode horses, and they would they were bank robbers, mm. and they had they would rob these banks. They, they were like this group of girls that robbed these banks, and then like the last time, one of the girls' sister got shot, and they decided to stop robbing banks because mm. um, she her sister died during the robbery, and then you know 
years later, they, they go for one more ride, get a real crazy amount of money. You know how the story goes. But I love that movie just because it was like, I never could I never could see black women on horses. Because usually when you see like country, and this is when I was living in New York before I even came to Texas, so I didn't know all of this was going on down here. But like, I was like, I wanna, like, they would flip their guns out and they would, um, like, they would race, I guess. I don't know what it's called when you, um, when you do the, the count, but they would do the count and see who could flip their gun out faster and they would throw knives. And I was like, if I was in that time, <laughs> that would be me. And then they had Macy Gray in it, and Macy Gray. Oh, Macy, I try to say goodbye. And, and Macy I Gray was <laughs> the person that you're saying my, um, my guardian angel would be. She was the one. I could, I see Macy Gray, your spirit. She, um, Cause wait, what was that other movie she was in? I love Macy. Um, she was in that Tyler Perry movie too, wasn't she? She was in that movie with that lady that was had all them people in her house. Yeah, boy, no Macy got that. <laughs> but yeah, she 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 wore all. Well, she had a black. Um, she had a black stallion horse. <laughs> She wore an all black attire and she was hunting the, the bank girls because one of the bank girls had um had hurt one of her sisters mm. and um she was determined to kill one of them and she was dressed in all black. Mm. Long black hair, black cowboy hat, black outfit, black horse. To wrap up, because we've reached our hour. <laughs> So let's just close out with you telling us where you are right now, and I'll say where I am. And well, I was going to say, how did you feel about today's show? Or how are you feeling now? I feel like I'm in a stage where I'm just open. I'm open. Mm. I'm, I'm more open than I've been in a while. And I say that to say that I'm not so much trying to put myself places where more where I'm more so like just trying to see where life is meant to put me mm. and um, I'm being open um, I'm not knocking down any opportunities um, I'm not really partaking in anything that I feel like or my spirit feels like is bullshit anymore I'm not really giving energy to shit that I know doesn't deserve my energy like I'm not arguing with anyone I'm not reaching out to people who don't need to be reached out to. I'm reaching out to the people that I feel like is connected to my spirit. I'm really just going with my spirit these mm. days. And I'm just trying to align myself with the universe. And if aligning myself with the universe and, and aligning myself with my end goals, that has helped me with everything else. It's made it easier for me. Mm. My life has been easier, a lot easier. So I'm happy with that. Um, trying to you know just dig into what I want to do and see how I can get there be progressive and just take life one step at a time like I know what my end goal is but I know that as long as I'm doing something today that's going to help my right now eventually I'm going to get to where I'm going mm -hmm. so just staying committed pressing forward trying to be there for people that I feel like deserve me to be there for them and just saying fuck it well not fuck everybody else but not just not giving anything else energy meaning I'm not even thinking about that I'm not even over there I'm not I'm not at war anymore. I feel like for a long time I was at war with people just in general, like not even people that actually did anything to me. Like I wasn't happy in my personal life. So I was just at war and I don't feel like I'm at war no more. I don't feel like I have to explain myself anymore. I feel like if I choose to explain myself, then that's more so for me than it is for anybody else. But I feel like it's not a me against you thing anymore. It's a, I'm doing this for me. This is, this is about me, what I want, what I want my life to be like. This is all about, you know, my progress. I mean, it's all part of the journey. And I feel like this is my, this chapter of my life is my trial and error. What well, about you? I will say, I just want to close out with the ending horoscope for the show. This will be some good news for a lot of people. As you know, we just entered Leo season. Let's see, when did we end? On Monday, the Shout 22nd. Out to Leo. Shout out to Leo. So, what the, it's kind of special because what we're going to experience over the next few months, you know, we've been through the, the two eclipses 
we've been through the Mercury retrograde. The Mercury retrograde is ending when next Wednesday, the 31st, last day of the month. So uh, after that, all the planets are going to start moving into Leo and they're going to be crossing over the sun. And I heard this put really interestingly on um, this podcast I listened to called the Astrology Podcast. They said that whenever planets have to cross the sun, they go through a cleansing because, you know, this, what the sun is, the sun, you know, provides the most light of anything. Like it's a searing, hot, brilliant light. And so we've been, like I said, we've been through these two eclipses. We've been through the retrograde and a lot of us may have felt this in different ways. And so as we're over the next few weeks, all the planets move into Leo and they cross over the sun. Some of us may get to experience that feeling of that ritual, like cleansing by fire. So it may be an uncomfortable cleansing for some people, but after it's over, you will feel clarity. You have clarity. You have that sense of like that, like the like the dust has been burned off. You know. And so try to look for that energy over the next few weeks as we're moving into a different season, as we're moving into the end of summer and try and let that, let that cleansing manifest in your life. Cause the universe has been trying to manifest a lot of things over the past few weeks. Absolutely. So just, using that <sighs> energy or using that new found state of cleanse as a way to start fresh to start on, you know, doing whatever you want to do. But also use it to look at those things that have happened and say, okay, so now what is my next step and how do I get from there to where I need to be? Using it as a lesson. Right. Using it as a lesson. Use it as a lesson. Just pay attention. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like when you start paying attention to how things actually move around you and not just being so focused on where you're trying to go, you start to realize a lot of things and it mm -hmm. helps prevent a lot of habits that you probably no longer want or a lot of habits that, you know, had you stuck or a lot of habits that weren't really benefiting you in the best way. So definitely pay attention to what's happening around you in these last couple of months of July. Oh, excuse me, the last couple of days in July, not months. And, you know, within this last uh, month of summer, you know, just pay attention to how things are moving around you, how things are changing around you, and how, you know, what people's expectations, you know, of you are. And, you know, does that align to what you, you want to be expected from you and things of that nature? Whatever it is, take this moment that you're getting... If you get to have that moment and let yourself let go, let yourself let go of whatever it is. Let go and let be. Please let go of your ignorance. That's one. That's one of the lessons of Leo is pride, pride and ignorance. So as you're going and that's the thing, and I bet you that's going to be the thing that keeps a lot of people from their cleansing is pride. I, I think it's control too, you know? Like people just have to let go of being in control. A wise person once said, having control is realizing that you have absolutely no control at all. Mm. The less you are or the less you think you're in control and the less you, you know, the less you work as if you're in control, the more your life, you will be able to control the way your life goes, if that makes sense. Um, I, I felt like I was in control. I was holding on to so much. And I felt like, no, I got, if I want to do this, I got to do this X, Y, and Z. And it's like the moment I let go of all of that control, things was able to start aligning for me into the exact things that I wanted. That's why it's and that's so what important I'm gonna, to that's manifest. What I'm going to say. I wanna, I'm serious on that. Because that's one of the yeah. characteristics It'll of Leo is pride, ego, which is why it's represented by the lion. And so for this this um this this period of cleansing to happen while the sun is in Leo and the Leo is the sign that the sun rules so it's an especially strong cleansing the sun has all of its power to do cleansing for good and so I'm, I'm when I say that the downfall the, that the reason that people may not be able to take that opportunity for cleansing is going to be because of their ego and their pride after what, whatever you've been through in the past few weeks, the universe is about to give you a chance 
to say, okay, this is an opportunity to get a clear head and to fix this. But if you want to remain in that space, like you said, again, ego work, you know, you're in control and I'm just going to keep doing things my way and, th- and not take this a moment to say, to change hey, if that's what you really want, the light is going to be burning on you. So this is your opportunity. Absolutely. All right. So, well, that's the closing horoscope for the show. Thank you guys so much for coming back again and again and again and again. Absolutely. And um, if you're, you know, if the sun is burning on you or if it's burning on someone near you, mm. maybe step in front and try to get a little clarity for yourself. Mm-hmm. And this has been another episode of Outside the Culture. And we'll be back. We're out.